pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Welcome to One Life Left on Residence 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Right. Hello. I'm Simon Byron. Good. And. and yeah. And. Uh, go on. Uh, uh, and I'm Anne Scantlebury. It's all right, Anne. This is your first week back. Take it easy. I'm going to take it easy. How are you feeling? Do you know what? My back hurts a bit. Is it? I've yeah. got a sore, 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 uh, sore back. What was up with you last week? Because uh, uh, did, did you listen to the show? Yeah. Did you? Did right, you? Okay. Yeah. So you All the way before. through. Sick, Simon. I was <laughs> sick and gross. Well, okay. Uh, how did that manifest itself? Uh, with a fever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sweating. Although that is what you had last week. So I'm now I'm just sweaty. concerned that we're just very sweaty people. We did know that you were. You seemed to be okay on the Sunday. Yeah, I was disgusting on that walk as well. I had okay. to take a mm-hmm. lot of drugs to finish it. And you steady on. You've brought a doctor's note, I assume, for our records. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's a similar handwriting to <laughs> my own. No, that's a coincidence. Right. Mm. Good. Well, welcome back. It's nice to have you back. Thanks. Did you enjoy the show last here. week? Loved it. Did you? What was yeah. your favourite bit? Uh, the bit where you talked about me. Mm. Okay. What do you think of the news? I think it's good that I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Good. How are you doing, Steve? I am good. Uh, it's been the first day of term today because I do course, I've teaching fifty percent of the time now, and so I um, are they new faces. students this year? New, new, it's uh, it's uh, the new class. Are they, okay, what are they like? Uh, it's good do you, reboot, do, you, I think. do you have a, a loner? <laughs> a heartthrob. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm the heartthrob. Of course. Right. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, it's, it's an exciting day. So I've been doing that all day and so, doing some Pixelgram stuff as well. So it's been good. What are they like, though? Nice. Are nice. They? Have you picked favourites yet? Yeah, of course. Straight away. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you, like you, don't like you. Really? Right. Uh, really? No, they all seem they all seem great. Seem. But then, Simon, they always do. Exactly. Exactly. Well, best of luck with you. And Thank uh, you. How's your week been? Yeah, all right. Busy. Really busy. Really, mm. really busy. Yeah. That's what people say, isn't it? No, but I mean, I do mean it this time. <laughs> I, keep, I really do mean that. But uh, yeah, it's okay, you know. Uh, good. Well, um, that's it then. Or is it? Or is it? No, it's not just us in the studio this evening. We've got a man who only goes by one name. And one name only. Which Prince. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing him back. Yeah. Madonna. Um, normally we'd say friend of the show. Uh, which, you know, I think is true, but in this sense, he's, he's a friend of Marioki, really. This is how we yeah. first met yeah. you, Lupine, isn't it? Friend of the spin-off. It is. It's Lupine! Hey, you don't know me. How are you doing? Hey, fine, thanks. Good. You know, Marioki was two years ago when I first went was to it? that wonderful place, yeah? And look at you now. Here we are. Yeah, yeah on the show. Is it how you imagined? Um, better. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Warmer. Sweatier. It is yes. warm and sweaty. sweaty. Good. Well, we're going to find out a little bit more about Lupine, and also we're going to ask him to sing you a few songs uh, today. You will? 
we're going to ask <laughs> you're your own man uh, of course but before that you need to uh, listen to Anne's News Monday the 19th of September, I'm Anne Scansbury and this is the news. A YouTuber has been charged with offences under the Gambling Act over betting on video games. Nepen Thez, or Craig Douglas to his pals, is charged along with another man of promoting a lottery, advertising unlawful gambling and inviting children to gamble. He's been encouraging his 1.3 million subscribers to gamble using FIFA Ultimate Team coins. The case, which was brought by the Gambling Commission, has been adjourned until the 14th of October. In this case, it looks like it's totally fine to hate the player, not the game. <laughs> inviting exactly, children exactly, to gamble. I love that expression. I I love it. <laughs> Children, I invite you to gamble. <laughs> Good. Uh, but it's serious business, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. It sounds naughty. Mm. Very naughty. Well, so this is uh, what looks to be the first uh, case that has been brought by the Gambling Commission. Uh, on the back of a lot of... Uh, this was going on earlier this year. Well, we had news stories about it, didn't yeah, we? Non-stop. Although not about FIFA Ultimate Team, about Counter-Strike. And I yeah, imagine this has got some of those YouTube boys worried. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be deleting my videos now <laughs> if I was uh, pewds. It's not pewds, though, is it? Of course it's not pewds. I, 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 I thought then, should I clarify that? But we all know pewds wouldn't do that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. As far as we understand it. Uh, have you ever gambled using FIFA coins on it. <laughs> I honestly don't think I would know how. Right. That's why you've got to have a YouTube video. Anne's, get, Anne's getting it. her case in first. <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> know how, Your Honour. Don't no. know where to begin. I could invite some children, but I wouldn't know how to be able to show them how to do it. Lupine, what about you? Have you ever been tempted? No, really. I've sold stuff of, uh, you know, imaginary items Okay. Nota. Have you? And, no, wait, I've gambled, yeah. Whoa. Oh, hold wait, on. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Is that illegal? Yeah, I think it's okay. Yeah, I, I played uh, for money. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a site that you could go to for the Dota Two, you know, uh, yearly championship thingy. Yeah, and for every match, before each match, you could say, "Hey, I'm putting this and that and that imaginary items for you know uh, two wow. for one, oh, and you can win more of those. And since you can sell them on you know the Steam uh, right. store, uh, technically, did you I win? Guess we're gambling. Well, he was coming, I didn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they get the kids. Well, exactly. Did you win? Uh, no. Okay. No, but I didn't much care so for the idea. You're a victim of a... You're a victim. I am. Yes. Uh, uh, reparations, please. I do feel like maybe we, we should be blurring his face out <laughs> <laughs> at this point. Yeah. That's it, then. I, yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> has changed how Steam user reviews work. The online store will no longer include review scores written by people who got the game through Steam keys. That means anyone give any game given out to Kickstarter backers or brought through the developer's website will not be included in the review score at the top of the page, but they will still be visible. Sorry, internet key beggars. Looks like this door is officially locked. Ooh, we get so many of these emails at work. Hey, uh, if you send me a, if you send me a key, I will leave you a nice review. Mm. Do you? Say. And do they? We don't. Of course, we don't. No. Yeah, uh, so we don't. Is, so I don't know. This is a huge problem, uh, and I can understand Val's motivation for doing it absolutely to stop hmm. things like that. But this has uh, destroyed some games on uh, on Steam, and I I'm speaking. Right now, I can say I'm speaking from a complete a position of complete impartiality because I haven't checked what it's done right, to, to chime. chime because right. I've been busy with pixelgrams. But I, I imagine it's hurt us because um, uh, chimes. A, a lot of chimes reviews have come from very, very satisfied Kickstarter backers. Now. Valve's argument is that Kickstarter backers are investors and therefore more likely to support the game. But that simply, at least in my experience, is not true. Uh, They are emotionally invested. But my goodness, if you believe that Kickstarter backers are more likely to be positive about a disappointing game, then you have not seen (laughs) the mighty number nine. Uh, you know, in the messages, or indeed on most video game Kickstarters. These people, you know, are people who've put in their money beforehand and want to see a game do well. And I don't think think Valve's... um, move here was specifically against Kickstarter backers. I think it was against one of the things you can do uh, as, a, as someone who you know has, has launched a Steam game is you, you have effectively an infinite number of keys and there's nothing to stop me from giving them out to a, 
all of my friends and saying, hey guys, can you play the game and go and leave a right. review? Now it says by the review how long they've played it for. And so I, you know, I, you know, that's crossed my mind. And then I thought, I'm not going to force my friends to play a game for a, a reasonable amount of time or leave loads of positive reviews on the site with 0.1 hours played. There's no point in me doing that. So I haven't done that. And I imagine, you know, I don't think a lot of people will have done that. I think that key begging thing is why they've made this move. But I think it's hurt the wrong people. There was a list um, on Steam Spy of games that had been most affected by this move. And I had to say, I'd not heard of any of them. Really? Um, so uh, they were the ones that had the most number of reviews mm-hmm. removed. And so you have to wonder how those came about and why those came about. Uh, so, I mean, But also the fact that you haven't heard of any of them means that it hasn't really affected it one way or another. It's not like it's brought them to your attention. No, but these were the... But they... Uh, some um, average scores went from 90 down to 10 mm-hmm. uh, by taking away um, those particular scores. And uh, the number of... Uh, reviews was in like the hundreds and yeah i mean obviously i've not i've not heard of every steam game um but i I found it odd that um the top 10 of the games that had been affected seemed to be ones where they had a disproportionate number of good reviews and so i think whilst clearly it will you know sweeping everything with that same brush is going to affect some unfairly clearly people were were trying to scam it or certainly absolutely because you know the rules of the game before you put this out and so you try and subvert the rules of the game and i said you know absolutely when you're launching a game on steam you think oh my goodness reviews are really important how am i going to get the positive reviews in there um so the, clearly, Valve aren't idiots. They're not. I, I, I truly believe in you know assuming good faith, and I am certain they have done this for the right reasons. I'm certain what they've done before they've done it. They've not just hit a switch and gone. Oh, I wonder how this affects the reviews. They've gone. Okay, look, we can look at the re- list of games that we think are divisive and where people are gaming it. What isn't it the policy we can introduce to uh, you know to make sure that those games are no longer able to game the system. And I, I think it has successfully done that. But caught in that that filter um, have been a, a number of games that I've seen examples of on Twitter. I saw Fantastic Contraption, mm-hmm. uh, which is one of the standout VR games, yeah. has gone from... Uh, gone from a number of positive reviews down to, I think, one positive review right. and nine negative reviews. And the nine negative reviews are, are, are just stupid things, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Just comedy reviews or people going, no, don't like it or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the game you're always the game you're increasingly playing on Steam is how can you get the attention of this uh, you know huge huge audience? How can you get anybody to pay attention to your game? And I think the games that have been taken out by this are the ones who are fighting that battle, and some of them are fighting it completely legally. I don't mean like oh playing in the spirit of the law. I mean they're just you know they're doing kickstarters and things like that. They're getting those kickstarter backers to I review agree. the I, game. I, I and- think well absolutely, and you know there are so many ways of of allocating and tracking mm. where particular keys go that um, it would be nice if you were able to uh, at least show where these people though if you work at that backer have them flagged as as such mm. um yeah I, I it's it's it is it is tricky there's so much content there's so much going on that that um that any it, it, there will always be winners and losers no matter what they do and uh, you know who's to say that this change will last um but yeah it is it just goes to show that uh, what was true this week won't be true next week Sony has confirmed job losses at Sony London and San Diego Studios. Sony London has recently been working on a PlayStation VR exclusive. While the studio will remain focused on VR, Sony said that the team will take all their learnings and experience as they move forward. However, in order to achieve its ambitious goals, the studio will need to restructure around the needs of new projects. GamesIndustry.biz was told of San Diego Studio, we can confirm that there has been a reduction in headcount at San Diego Studios. Best of luck to everyone affected. So this is uh, presumably just a console life cycle thing. Uh, studios are consta- constantly having to refactor uh, their personnel and none more so than the ones at the forefront, which Sony always are, San Diego. Leading with titles like uh, the uh, baseball game, right? Yeah, like MLB, MLB The Show. Yeah. Which is one of their huge games. It does really, really well every year. So they've year. said that that team is not 
No. Going I to be affected. Don't imagine. And indeed, actually, the initial rumour that hit Twitter was the whole studio had gone because uh, I think one of their artists posted... Um, well, looks like I won't be using this business card anymore. Uh, teams, everyone's been let go. Um, right. But he was just referring, I think, to his team or his project. Uh, it was very... I, I was astonished when I when that rumour hit because I thought... Because obviously that baseball game's been doing well and I believe they're still fully behind... Is it Kill Strain? Don't know. There's that that, that of, does sound of, like a video game name, it does, though, doesn't, doesn't it? it? <laughs> there's a couple of there's a couple of those sort of video games, uh, those uh, free to play. Uh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, light yeah, ones yeah, coming out yeah. of that studio yeah. as well. And Sony London just finished work on the on the VR, VR stuff, stuff yeah. and you know they've always been working. I, I don't know what's going on with SingStar, for example, which comes out of there, and uh, some of those more uh, casual focus titles, which they don't seem to have, they don't seem to have sprung on yet no. for PS4. Uh, I, I guess they're waiting to see where the demographic of PS4 goes after the PS4 Pro is released. Mm. Best of luck, though, as Anne says. Mm. And, uh, yeah, good luck. Have you ever fancied yourself a video game voiceover artist? Well, now's your chance as Bioware is opening up the casting of two NPCs in Mass Effect Andromeda to players. Scripts have been released for the characters called Jordan Tate and the excellently named Tough Mercenary. Performances will be judged on voice, performance and match to the Mass Effect franchise style. As voiceover veterans ourselves, the best advice we can give is to not be yourself. So hold on, is this what you sent us earlier today? So I figured... You know, we've, we're in a studio. We can just record <laughs> ourselves. We can get ourselves in on this game. And where did I put Got my... us in Kickman, didn't it? It did, didn't mm, it? It is. Easy. <coughs> the lines are not that interesting, though. Have you, have you seen them? Well, well you're about to hear you're them. You're about oh, to hear them. Sh- I can't find the... Oh, yeah, we may well read these out during the news to me and Simon. Yeah. Which one do you want me to open? Um, I don't know. Which one should we do? Should we do Jordan? Jordan Tate, who is... Uh, so let me... Uh, scene one. Jordan Tate is a smart and talented indie documentary uh, do- documentarian eager to give the real perspective on life in Andromeda. You are playing the role of Jordan Tate. Direction, friendly infused. Oh wait, this is just for every line. Oh, you well, no, you need someone to be you need you someone to be the before. other right. other person, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Shall I be Ryder? Yeah, so you be Ryder. What Simon. is Ryder by the way? Uh doesn't say. Okay, well I'll I'll do Ryder. I'll just bring myself to the role of Ryder, <laughs> okay? okay? All right, uh, so, uh, Simon, do you want to be Jordan? Okay, do you want to give me the direction? And I'll read direction before you do it, so you do it properly. All right, so Jordan Tate, friendly, infused. Ryder, isn't it? Jordan Tate, freelance vid maker. Annoyed by Drake, fake, bubbly at the end. Superintendent Drake's asked for an uplifting documentary, (laughs) documentary about our efforts. Translation, paint rainbows over our problems. Ernest. But people deserve the truth, not propaganda. Perhaps a crisis is time for hope, rather than hard truths. Disdainful, then earnest. If we pretend everything's fine, who does that truly serve? Eager. I want the dirt and blood, not the convenient fairy tale Drake's looking for. Okay, what do you want to know? Professional, focused. Well, how do you think things are going? Official reports don't tell us very much. I think people should go out and see Andromeda for themselves. Pointed. No trouble at all. Are those scars on your armour just from popping the champagne? Rueful, but determined to be fair. Never mind if that's your take. That's what goes in. Pleased and grateful. Bandwidth means I'm transmitting in short bursts. So that's all for now. Well done. That was really, really good. I don't know. In in the bag. I think take one. What do we get for that? Uh, They'll take you to the studio so you can record it properly. Yeah. In London. No, No need. (laughs) <laughs> no need done, done and done what if somebody listens to the podcast edits everything so you know they send your voice as their entry and wins what happens then that's well, a good point uh, what does it say in the rules about that Anne? I imagine when they turn up at the studios to re-record it they will be disappointed with the performance <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm just reading the other script now it seems okay. like some gold there as well. maybe, maybe later in the show and finally here's one for all you filet to lists out there. <laughs> Poland is celebrating mega hunt Geralt from The Witcher with a limited edition run of stamps. It's not clear if they're self-adhesive adhesive, or if you have to give him a good licking. The run of 180,000 are a collaboration between developer CD Projekt Red and Poland's biggest postal operator. Sadly, it looks like the stamps are all safe for work. Maybe they're saving that sexy stamp collection for the second release. Good. Yeah. Have we had video game stamps before? <sighs> 
Must be Mario ones, so. mustn't there? Yeah. You would think so. Yeah. Batman? Something like Batman. Yeah. Are you going to collect them? Philatelists, um, sorry, that's the correct word. Yeah. Uh, am I going to collect them? No, because mm. you have to go to Poland to do it. Or find a friend in Poland to send you some nice posts. Right. Always nice to get letters. Yeah. I like the uh, the way you got licking in there because it's a bit of a sexy game, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. And stamps really and all of that sort of yeah. thing. And yeah. What's the sexiest thing about stamps? Stamping. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so if you are listening from Poland and you can get your hands on one of these, do write into us three of these. Post- no, I'm, I'm, I just meant like it'd be nice to see one in Send flesh. us a postcard. Send us a postcard. Well, ideally, this whole, whole set, six postcards. Well, yeah, can you yeah. keep mine in mint condition? <laughs> <laughs> do we want with the other two? I'm going to put my, save mine, put it on eBay. Thanks, Anne. One life left video game news with Anne Scantleberry. Listening to Resonance 104.4 FM, the art of listening. It's the best radio station in London, and yes. we are one life left. We are the art of listening to people sort of talk about video games. We got a new listener last week, uh, Darren Anderson. Who, Finally, who I work with. Finally, uh, oh, yeah, I'll give you a little bit. He gave me some feedback today. Oh yeah, really? He said, um, he said, yeah, I thought it was quite funny. Quite. Um, well, that's okay because we were a person down. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Two thirds yeah. are funny. He did say James Parker sounded like James Parker. I don't know whether that was complicated <laughs> or not. Uh, he did say he said uh, not too uh, not too keen on the music though. He said, which Ooh. I have to say, Ooh, if you just listen to the, oh, that track, how can you not like that? Eh? Absolute yeah. nonsense. This is uh, Voyage Andromeda. It's by Jaster and it's from chipmusic.org Lovely. where we get all of the music Lovely. from. Try and keep it varied within the chip music exactly. genre. Don't listen to Darren Anderson chip music. You oh, so keep so it what up. What does he want? A bit of Kaiser Chiefs for Darren. <laughs> you know, it's all right, but it's no cast sandstorm, is it? <laughs> Goodness me. Yeah, never mind. Whatever. Anyway, it's beautiful. It's nice. It sounds like, like it's from uh, a video game. I, I think it sort of reminds me of those Mega Drive era, like a mm. sort of late Sonic or Sega Saturn, mm, maybe exactly. Fantasy Star something. Fantasy Star Borough, this is. That's us. Hmm. Good. Shall we, uh, shall we move on? No. <laughs> Resonance FM. <laughs> I mean, it goes on for another two and a half minutes. We've I could listen it. to it for two and a half hours. That was beautiful. All right, take it down, Steve. Lupine. Yeah? Uh, how's it going? All right, you guys? Yeah, good, thank you. It's, it is odd seeing you uh, not on a stage. Yeah. <laughs> it's odd seeing you when we're sober, to be honest. What's your yeah. favourite mariachi song? Uh, well, it's not yours. on the last mariachi there was a very good one about No Man's Sky. Okay, what was that? On the tune of uh, I Believe I Can Fly. Ah, so yeah, I believe writes itself, no doesn't Sky. it? Yeah, kind of. Okay, what did you sing on Friday? Uh, I sung uh, Don't Stop Me Now, which, by the way, a recent poll or something said it's uh, 
number one feel-good song, or, you know, ever. Right, is, and is that why you sang it? Yes. Excellent. I knew it was going to be a crowd pleaser, and it writes itself if you think <laughs> about uh, Rocket League, because okay. it speaks about balls, right. it speaks about uh, rockets and okay. flying and driving, and pfft. yeah. There you go. What... Um how did you get into Mary Oki in the first place then? How did you hear about it? Uh, well, uh, two years ago, so according to my Facebook feed, uh, a friend of mine um, told me about this place. That, Which well, friend? Uh, Bicho. Okay. Yeah. He told me about this place where they did, uh, you know, uh, going Mary Oki, karaoke. Mm -hmm. And I thought that it sounded pretty lame. And I said mm. I wasn't going. Us but, too. <laughs> it takes that every month. <laughs> But eventually, you know, he convinced me. I went, okay. and the writing—I must say—it was the writing. I think was so witty, you know, written clever. Okay. And I didn't expect that. Right. But yeah, a few songs in, I thought, "Wow, this is actually pretty good." That and the fact that everybody seemed to have so much fun, you know, getting up there, no matter if you sang uh, good or bad. It was all about the enthusiasm, and I, no one I gets left behind. Exactly, I think that's the motto. Uh, but no you were, one dies alone. No, no one yeah. dies alone. Exactly. Yeah. Um, now you're not in the games industry as such. You're an IT. You say you're an IT guy. Yes, because it pays the bills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I was just kind of wondering. Like, do yeah. you um, do you catch people playing games at work on the, uh, on the old computers? No, <laughs> that would be me in any case. But well, I'm more okay. of a DevOps, so you know, not 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 in charge of other people or okay. other people's business. Right. But yeah, it were it's been several years since I did things on the video game industry. But that was back in Argentina. Well, by the way, uh, were you all at one point or another game reviewers? Uh, Steve and I were professional games reviewers at one point. Right. I got paid to review games uh, four times. I was coming That's on to you. Four times? Yeah. What were they? Well, I mean, it was the same person paying me yeah, four okay. times. Yeah, what, okay. What, for the same game? They're different <laughs> games every time. Review this again. What games were they? Uh, I can't remember. What score did you give them? All seven out okay. of ten. Strong work. <laughs> um, Argentina then? Yes. Uh, what I was going to say is that uh, being a game reviewer in Argentina and I imagine plenty of other third world countries it's especially hard because you don't you know you don't get paid or you don't get paid much or none but more than that you know at the end of the day when you push a review out there that you have no impact at all because right. what you, the only thing that you did is that maybe some kids won't torrent the game because okay. you, know, you said it sucked but that was the, the the worst part of being a... They must sell uh, games in Argentina, mustn't they? What? They must sell games in Argentina. Yes, but there's a thing about the uh, the conversion from dollars to, you know, pesos. Okay. And suddenly a game costs, uh, like, you know, five meals, and you said, I, no, no, I don't want none of that. You know, I could, you know, pay uh, rent and that kind of thing. So you end up torrenting. I mean... Maybe it's not a, a popular thing to say, but, you know, all my infancy and then all my adolescence, I pirated games because that was the only thing we could do. Are you saying this now that because there's no extradition treaty to come? <laughs> so you're fessing but, up. But I made reparations, and once Steam was a thing, and once me having a job was another thing, I, you know, bought all the games that I played illegally over the years. So all of them. them. Even well, the bad ones. Yes. <laughs> did you go back and go, of course not. Mm. But yeah. Who did, you, who did you write for in Argentina then? Uh, loaded Magazine. I don't think you would know those publications. Loaded Some Magazine. Some listeners might. Well, Loaded Magazine, uh, 3D Games, uh, <laughs> Juegos Online. Uh, yeah. But pretty much the... Uh, the the big one was loaded, which I think is still is still an actual magazine. Okay. You know, who reads magazines? But yeah, Argentinians. It, yes. <laughs> Have you noticed much difference between the games media in Argentina and uh, over here? Hmm. Well, as I said, it's more like a guerrilla warfare down there, and <laughs> and you know the lack of impact uh, is felt, and thus the authors like give less of a when reviewing games 
So. <laughs> they obviously use different language as well. We have to apologise for that. Uh, by the way, <laughs> nobody mentioned that that was a, uh, yeah. We should, but uh, yeah, you're no. getting all red in the face, so I imagine but, yeah, that's uh, a no-no. We, I, we, I am we do sorry. need to apologise for that. Uh, yes, uh, we will uh, cut that out of the podcast, and you cut that out of your of your mouth. Of my filthy mouth, yes. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, uh, I'm not sure where to go now. <laughs> um, what what games magazines do you read over here now, then? To be honest, I exclusively read Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Do you? And do they uh, swear? Do they, do they print that out as a no. magazine? Like, yes. <laughs> Kieran Gillen all stapling exactly. it in his bedroom, fanzine. Yeah. And I that think it's uh, well the, the top one simple reason. Uh, they don't have scores, and I can't deal with numerical scores okay. for games. What is that? Don't you're a, you're a gamer of drop the scores as yeah. well. Hey? Kotaku, Kotaku don't do just, scores. Yeah. They just want to do their write ups. Yeah, it's like we're the only ones that are still staying keeping strong. it real. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming on. Lou, you're going to stick around, read some letters out, and stuff like Will that. Do. Uh, what's next, D? Well, with any luck, mm-hmm. it'll be local news. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left, local news. Television viewers have been shocked by the news that the great video game bake-off is to move channels. Apparently, it will be moving from a format that includes all the challenges for one annual payment to a so-called free-to-play model that covers the cost through continual adverts and sponsored sections. Already, the move has met with some controversy as the Pokemon hosts Weeping Bell and Mew, better known as Bell and Mew, have said that they will not be transferring over to the new channel. People already linked with the vacant roles are Cooking Mama and Wario, who is desperate to get garlic back on the nation's plates. We're still waiting to see what decision the judges, sweet and lovely Princess Peach and the stern and silver GLaDOS, will make. Although knowing them, they'll go anywhere as long as cake is involved. Thanks and back to your usual programming. Letters. Got quite a lot of letters this week, haven't we? We did. Thank you so much for your um, missives. They've arrived at various stages. We didn't need to uh, ask too frequently this time round. Mm-hmm. Good work, everyone. Okay, shall I start? Do it. Uh, Robert Wells, regular letter writer, Robert Wells, Weasel Spoon writes. I think my highlight of Saturday night was Bennett Foddy and A.P. Thompson's multi-bowl. It's a blissfully simple conceit. Imagine a two-player versus WarioWare game, but instead of the mini-games created for the purpose, you have emulated obscure retro games. A caption pops up with the name of the game and the win condition, score the first goal, complete a lap, and then you have just a few seconds to understand the controls and try and do what it says, and hopefully you get there before your opponent. It's a lot of fun and a lot like other Foddy games, negates most of the gaming skills you think that you have what 30 second challenge would you add to the lineup i think surviving the longest in contra would probably be over in about 10 pip pip roberts it's a very good question isn't it i haven't played the game it sounds good though doesn't I, it i thought of a good one i thought it'd be nice to have you remember um do you remember major league soccer in the americas I do. when it first started mm-hmm. they had weird penalties where they ran from the halfway line and they had to get past the keeper right okay. i think that yeah and that's how they did penalty shootouts because wow. they couldn't handle draws right yeah so at the end of every game that ended in a draw they, they would normal, have normal penalties then i don't know they American invented their penalties. own penalties right well that's more like ice hockey or hockey, yeah, as they call it over yeah. there. So uh, I thought that'd be a really good sort of sensible soccer, super fast game. If yeah. you just had maybe one defender played by the other play- person, it just swapped to and fro for 30 seconds. I thought that would be quite cool. Uh, a game distilled. Yeah. Uh, Tetris, where all the pieces fall at the same time. Niko Atsumi, where you've just got to spot as many cats in your garden Aww. as quickly as possible, clicking on them all. Mm, that's just life. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Adams writes, Dear team and SSG, I was listening to the podcast of your last episode in the car. Brackets, Bluetooth audio, don't hate the player. And Steve <laughs> said, Okay, what is HDR? 
My phone, source of aforementioned Bluetooth audio, took this to mean it should stop playing the podcast <laughs> and wait for Steve's next query whilst it's doing a little waiting for you to speak screen. Does Steve have the ultimate Android controlling voice? Should he be banned from saying, OK, Google... <laughs> on the radio or near people hopefully Anne or Simon are reading this P.S. I've noticed that if I write dear my predictive text follows up with team and SSG perhaps this could be the two-step listening to the show verifications ta-ta for now Morg that's excellent, that is excellent. That is imagine excellent. the power we could okay Google boobs <laughs> <laughs> explain that one away um I uh, the other day uh, talking about autocomplete. I was I was trying to write. Uh, I am in the process of writing a version of Tovalo's Cool Girl. Of course you are uh, for the next Marioki, and I uh, do all of this in G Drive. And I uh, went to my G Drive search box, typed in Cool Girl, and it basically set, started trying to send an email to Kieran Gillen. It is. <laughs> he is a cool girl. He is a cool girl, that. though. It's a bit weird. He is a cool girl, isn't he? Uh, hello, team and super special guest. Considering the praise heaped on Axum Burge and others like it, one would think that Nintendo would be eager to put out a new Metroid in the in the old school platform shooter style on a premium console. Instead, what we've gotten since the SNES days is yet another FPS franchise with a Metroid skin and some decent but basic handheld versions that lack the processing power to develop and expand on the concept in any truly meaningful way. Am I wrong to think that there is a whole horde of nostalgia-hungry 30-somethings with cash to burn that would rush out to buy a copy? Best, Dustin. I have two things to say about that. Go. Say the first. (sighs) Um, First off, what, what what sort of processing power do you need to expand upon that concept? I don't quite understand where Dustin's going with that, really. The whole point about those games and to play on the nostalgia is you need very, very little processing power to carry off a sort of next-generation perhaps side on a Metroid game. I never got on with Metroid Prime. I know that most people did. Can I say the second as well? Go on. Um, the second is there is, I believe, uh, someone's done a remake of Metroid 2, which has just been shut down by Nintendo. People are getting angry about that. So you're right, Dustin. And there is a hunger for that kind of thing out there. Um, but maybe the reason Nintendo shut it down is because they have plans. Maybe. No. Maybe. E-shop plans. E-shop plans. Um, yeah. I never played Metroid, mm. right? It's a but, going around game. Yeah, but I know that in Marioki, when we sing the um, song about Resogun, it it mentions Metroid in it, and that makes me think that Resogun is like it. No, it's not. It's not. No, Does it? Not. Yeah, why do we say that? Retroid, the Resogun song mentions... Does it mention? I don't think it does. Mm. I'm going to find out. It's in okay, my, do it's that. In my G drive. Uh, <laughs> Send right. an email to Kieran Gillen. <laughs> so it's not like that at all. I no. still love Resogun though. It's regardless, a um, and a but great game too. Dustin, why don't you write in and tell us what console you have or what you play games on, and we'll send you a game courtesy of. Curve Digital, <laughs> the leading publisher of indie games on uh, PC and console. Give- that, that's for writing in during the week, just thinking of us. And uh, we'd, yeah, thank you very yeah, much. Thank you, Dustin. Oh, sorry, that's not that's not to like make up for the fact that he's not getting the game that he wants. I mean, it made is. right now. He should make up. Is for that? It. Well, well, this is going to more than make up for it when he. When let's he's turn playing. this letter section into a dialogue. I would be interested in finding out from Dustin what he would do, what processing power he'd like to use for this new... Because I think handheld should be capable of doing a, mm. a decent Metroid, shouldn't they? What could you do on the PS4 Pro? That's really... Well, imagine the graphics. Imagine. <laughs> uh, to a Metroid that you yeah. can do on a handheld. I, I'm genuinely curious. Ooh, okay, have uh, we got another letter? Yeah, yeah we, we, we do. do. Yeah, but just to uh, just finish up on that, so yeah, but it's a bonus surprise for writing in during the week. Yeah, I mean, thanks very you much. Know, we may well do that again. We may not. Who we may knows? Not. There's yeah, only yeah, one so way to find out, out, isn't yeah. there? Lupin, you've got a letter. Yes, Chris Stewart says, Dear Team OLL and SSG, I've just spent a pleasant weekend in a post-apocalyptic Boston in Fallout 4, listening to the radio, which you are conspicuously not the hosts of. Something to push for in Fallout 5, perhaps? Mm. And I realise that I'm a bit of a kleptomaniac where watches are concerned. Doesn't matter what else there is, be it gold-plated lighters or hot plates, I only will hoard watches. I think this could be a message from my subconscious about the amount of time I've spent on the game. No idea. Anyway, do you have any unusual habits in games? Or do you do things that aren't actually necessary in the game, but help increase your enjoyment nevertheless? Love and kisses. Ah, Chris Stewart. That's lovely. And I do, actually. 
in any game, say Witcher, say uh, Metal Gear, etc., etc., where the protagonist rides a horse, while I'm riding the horse, I need to, you know, do, do the you? motions. I'm sitting in the couch, right? But I'm uh, using my shoulders to like hop, hop, hop at the same time that I'm seeing it on screen. It's fundamental that I do this. Okay. And I do it every time. What happens, if, it. What happens if you don't do it? I feel awkward. Okay. And uh, not uh, having as much fun as I could. It's right. probably uncomfortable as well for the horse, isn't it? <laughs> I guess so. You want to go with the motion? <laughs> yeah. Uh, any other habits, Sam? What do you do? Oh, you know that annoying thing where, like, if you're turning a corner, then you turn your whole body right. like an idiot. Just that one, Simon. Just that Just one. Just that one. Good. Uh, thank you very much for your letters this week. You've got a beautiful face, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Is that uh, what you said to him earlier? No, it's true. It? But he was just looking at me as I was talking there, and just, I just fell just into his eyes. Away. <laughs> <laughs> Please keep them coming to team at onelifeleft.com. I'm Rob Beer. And this is Confessions of a Part-Time Gamer. I can remember the first time I found out about the Infinite Worlds theory. I was walking home from school when I was at 14, and my friend George gave me a mangled explanation of Schrodinger's cat, which he'd found out about through a mangled explanation that his dad had given him. What I was left with was the understanding that things can be in two separate, contradictory states simultaneously. And so, for some reason, whatever has the potential to happen has happened somewhere in a universe of infinite possible worlds. This is not an accurate description of either of those theories, but it is the seed of belief that was implanted in my mind as a teenager. Over the years, that belief shifted and evolved, sometimes acting as a reminder of my fortune, to be in this life, on this version of this floating rock. At other times, it's created a melancholy in me, a longing for something beyond my reach. If all things are possible, why am I stuck in the version of the world with Hitler and malaria and meninists? More to the point, why doesn't anyone in this version of the universe have time for Crush Deluxe, the turn-based futuristic sports game released on PC in 1997 by Stone Jackal Studios? Are you seriously telling me that out there, somewhere in a mirror image of this universe, identical in all but one way, there's a Rob Beer sat down playing Crush Deluxe 2016 on a PlayStation 4 as part of an active and interested online community. How am I supposed to deal with that? Don't we all deserve to live in a world where our niche love can get the acclaim and attention of a global audience? Okay, so you might be saying that it's within my power to bring that world about, that I could help set up a Kickstarter to get it going, or at the very least get some servers up and running for the game, and start fostering a community of like-minded people. Mode 7 released Frozen Cortex last year, that's tapping into the same market, that's proof that there are plenty of people who like turn-based futuristic sports games. Isn't that something? Maybe in another universe that would be a consolation to me, but in this one, I have a mangled understanding of the many worlds theory, and it's left me wanting. Thanks George. And your dad. Thanks to Rob Beer. That's another feature. Talking of features. Oh, yeah. We did have another letter from a long-time listener to the show, Cameron Davis, who said, Hello, team. Hi. And yeah. SSG. Hey. And SSG. Code words to prove I'm an actual listener mm-hmm. to the show. Mm-hmm. Derek Williams, Raina Lee. Yeah. That, that time goes you, right back. That time you did a feature about the secret of video games and you kept leaving us on cliffhangers. I don't remember that. I don't remember that. <laughs> I thought thinking of giant balls. I wasn't there. <laughs> uh, Cameron goes on to say, I've recently sold a chunk of my old video games to local collectors in order to raise money for a new computer to draw comics with. Insert shameless plug, blowthecartridge.com. Yeah. I think he's actually linked that in the message, but I don't think you can read that out. Actually, you could read it. HTTP colon slash slash blowthecartridge.com. <laughs> <laughs> And while I'm pretty sure I won't miss, miss them, in fact, I never played most of the ones I sold, it made me wonder, are there any games that you uh, got rid of that you really regretted parting with? 
Love the show, Cameron. Interesting question. It's a great question, isn't it? Mm. I had the gold version of the Nintendo or NES uh, Zelda, and yeah, I I've wish got I had that. it now. The thing about that is that isn't rare. That everyone thinks it's a little bit rare. It's everywhere. I I got that from a charity shop for like. Are you saying that just to make me feel better? No, I'm saying you can have mine. I'm genuinely <laughs> like I've got. I was just thinking about this on the way here, and I was thinking. I've got so many video games, and there are ones. There are maybe a handful that I feel slightly affectionate for because they remind me of like uh, Times at Edge, for example. Yeah. Cool, cool tune, the Dreamcast game. I'll probably never play that, and if I will, yeah. I assume it'll be on some emulated version. Um, but it's so nice because you own it. Yep, Sorry, exactly. Yep. But it's nice to have the copy of that, right? I've got maybe uh, 20 CDs, albums, which, you know, I'll listen to on Spotify, but it's nice to own. But I can't, you know, I can't think of anything that I'd be really upset that I got rid of. Hmm. Um, can you? Uh, yeah, the original... Uh, the f- There are a few JRPGs on PlayStation that I got rid of that um, apparently are collectible properly collectible now but what does that mean that they're just more valuable that i could have got the rid of them by um, exchanging them for money rather than (laughs) tipping them into a dump okay which is what happened but even even if you look at that sort of you know uh the the prices of most of those collectible things they're like a a hundred quid right max which is a lot of money it is but it's I don't know. It's probably not worth the five cupboards worth of games that I'm keeping Isn't around. It? You're making more than that on your FIFA coins, though, aren't <laughs> yeah, you? These days. <laughs> these days. Yes, true. Um, and do you regret uh, flogging the DJ Hero box set you no. got for winning a GMA? I don't regret that. And because I'm a millennial, um, physical things don't mean anything <laughs> yeah, no, to me. Yeah, no, I agree. I you, again, are you a millennial? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes, I am. <laughs> look, yes, I am. look at her doing a selfie now. <laughs> um, yeah, mine mine ended up in the dump as well. The limited yeah. edition Eminem yeah. version. Um, I do regret. Uh, I deleted a game once that I played a lot. It was, it wasn't great, but I played it a lot, a lot, a lot through a bit of a tough time, and I still think about it so much because uh, it's sort of like it helped me quite a lot. Um, I've got no idea what it is, and I regret oh. deleting it. So, can you describe it to us? It was. Come on, let's just shazam it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was Not like an iOS game, and it was like uh, Tetris, only it was going the other way. Ooh, Uptris. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, if only, if only I'd have thought to Google that. Did you? No. Okay. No, I haven't. <laughs> Maybe I should. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was really good. Listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. Uh, Residents who have some new beer mats in the they studio. We're not allowed mats. to drink in the studio, but there are some beer mats here. Uh, one of which just got flung by Anne at Simon's head. It was a good throw. Yeah, I didn't th- expect that. Someone's dr- uh, traced an outline around that one. Ooh. Might be a Louis Schaefer original. Yeah, could be. Worth a lot of money. Good. Um... Yeah, we're very grateful to Residence FM for uh, allowing us to broadcast on the station. Always. It genuinely is the best radio station in the world. There are brilliant programmes. You should listen to more of them. If you're listening to One Life Left podcast, when you've finished, why not tune into Resonance? See what's on. Might be us again. Might be the repeat. Who knows? Win-win. Which uh, wouldn't be a bad thing, of course, would it, given that we are GMA nominated again? Again. (laughs) How did that happen? We literally don't know this I know, I mean, really... How did that happen? Well, maybe some people other than us nominated us. It must have been. Must have been. 
Or they felt sorry for her. They're this, like, by oh. the way, this song is The Kaiser Chiefs. <laughs> it's not The Kaiser Chiefs. This is a jar, and it's a song called Wiener Hype. It's a bit rockier, though, isn't it? It's it is. good. Um, yeah, the Games Media Awards uh, 2016 will be held on the 12th of October, I believe. 11th of October. Clear your we'll calendars. We'll still be holding it on the 12th. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to we? periscope it, aren't we? Yeah, we what, is, what is cool these days? Giraffe. Uh, no, I think Facebook it's live. Snap. Meerkats. Can we Facebook live? Facebook live it. Snap, like, go Snap back, it. Snapchat it. With filters. Hey, yeah. it's at a different venue. It is, isn't it? It's at the Sway Bar it's in Holborn. Bar. What's that? Yeah. yeah. What's that? It's a, it's it's a, a bar. bar. Well, yeah. What's, what's Hoban? <laughs> <laughs> Being hosted by uh, the Miller Reports this year as well. Yeah, interesting. And uh, he's going to do jokes about it, isn't he? Oh, good. Uh, we are thrilled to be nominated again. Thank you very much for those that took the time to nominate us. Yeah, thank we you, because we, we genuinely <laughs> didn't know about it. But it was, you know, it's delight. And, uh, you know, we've, uh, we've been in touch with the GMAs, haven't we? To let them know we are grateful. Thank you. Thankful. Very grateful indeed. Very grateful. Very grateful. And we've offered them our services. If they require us, <laughs> we've invited them. <laughs> <laughs> we've invited them to apply. We've invited them to gamble with Mariochi. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a gamble, isn't it? It's always, it's a, gamble. always a gamble. I did have to explain what Mariochi was <laughs> to the... Just, uh, they said, do you have like a handy link which explains what it is? Because we're going to need to run this past our bosses. Uh, so I sent them the... Uh, the Mariochi. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I sent them that. Um, I've offered them an interesting business proposition, Lupine. <laughs> what? I've offered them an interesting business proposition. Oh, it's a very that? canny business proposition. I said, so they said, oh, okay. Well, Wait, give me your pitch. Well, they said, okay, th- this looks pretty good. How much? How much do you want us to do? How much? And I said, well, look, um, going to need to get hotels, which we are yeah. down there. Um, you Because know, normally I sort of... Because... Uh, they said, oh, what entertainment did we have last year? And I said, oh, I, I, left, I left early last year, like, in a huff. So, um... I'm pretty sure there wasn't any entertainment right. this year. I think it was very, very minimal, and okay. everyone sort of drifted away yeah. around about half nine. They said, God, I wish, I wish there's Mario here. Um, so I said, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I uh, left early. Um, but, uh, so we need to get a hotel. We're going to stay late. Yeah. And I'll give it our all. Yeah. Well, I said, we'll party till the 12th, I said. Yeah. Certain class of hotel as well. Exactly. <laughs> Ibis. <laughs> of course. It's the, game game it's, the only, it's the only place we yeah. can sleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I said... Um, uh, I, I suggested uh, a figure that they, uh, the, mm-hmm. they... A reasonable figure. Very reasonable. Very reasonable. Actually, not our... Uh, not our no, it rate. wasn't. It's mate, proper mates rate. Mates rate. Discounted. Discounted. Yeah. I thought it'd be good. I said, however, if we, do, if we win, we'll halve it. <laughs> if we you can't say night, fairer than that. You can't say fairer than that, you can cannot you? cannot say fairer than it's that. It's just a business proposition. Yeah. yeah. Because at that point, if we win, it becomes a one-life exactly. celebration. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I almost wanted to do it for free, but we are going to need to get hotels. Yeah. yeah. But no, can you imagine how much they're going to regret having us <laughs> if we've won. <laughs> oh. Or if we've lost. If we've lost. I know, I know, I know, I know giving regret. us a mic. Yeah, dreadful. Oh, so we're looking forward to it. Don't tell them Don't about tell this conversation. Them yeah. uh, maybe cut this out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> reviews, 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 reviews. Uh, one of you is going to have to go first while I think whether I've played any video games this I've week. I've been playing a video game, What have you been playing, I've Anne? been playing a game called Rings. Hmm. Right, it's an iOS game. Uh, so does it's te- does it Tetris that it falls up. <laughs> no, different. <laughs> uh, it's a three by three grid of uh, dots, um, and you are given different coloured rings. Now, Simon's just making this happen with the beer mats right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, only you've only got four. Got four, I can imagine. Yeah. Right, so you um, you are given three rings, okay, of just varying sizes, yeah. large, medium, or small. Okay. Uh, and then you're trying to match three them across the board, but you can also match three them uh, by putting Simon. them inside each other. Oh, so um, yeah, you're just trying to match the colours. That uh, it's it's that's the game. Just got to match them. Right. Match them rings. Match them good. Is it good? It's I like it's fine. Is it better or worse than a match three without the complicated rules? Well, so when I think about match threes like that, I think about uh, stuff like 
What what do I think of, Steve? Bejeweled. Yeah, like that. And that's much more blingy. That's like... um, (laughs) It's it's got jewels in it. They are. And candy. Candy Crush is is much sweeter, like (laughs) you'd say. Um, So it's not... uh, It's designed very differently. It's very, like, minimalistic, simple design. So, yeah, it's it's nice. It... uh, it does exactly what you expect it to do. It takes a bit of time, takes a, a tiny amount of brain. Um, and yeah, it's just quite nice. And it's quite nice when you uh, match a lot of rings together. Is this the game you've moved on to after Pixelgrams while you're waiting for the third yes. chapter of Pixelgrams? Yeah, because I was expecting that. But I'm happy to wait because Good. I understand that the development process isn't straightforward always. No, we found a found a, a fairly critical bug oh, the other yeah. day just before we hit launch, which deleted everyone's save games. Uh, so we did, uh, didn't didn't publish. But I we, mean, as a as a three starer, yeah. I'm very glad that you didn't well we fixed that and there's uh there's there's a new version it should be out in the next couple of days good it's out now for beta testers steve has somehow managed to turn the review section into an advert for his game did you notice that <laughs> it's free uh, to play radio shows so <laughs> that's how it works i mean that's exactly what i've been doing on okay. rings it's been popping up other adverts for different games so to me this seems normal okay fair enough uh what about you simon oh seven out of ten by the way uh i have been playing outrun 2006 mm. coast to coast which coast coast to coast yeah, which coast which... to which coast coast yeah. to coast east to west or west to east it doesn't say okay it's got san francisco in it though coast so two lots of coast <laughs> yeah from one to the other uh you've yeah, been playing it on the old uh, psp uh literally the old psp oh. that's really good isn't it is it? Yeah, it takes... Uh, so it was uh, made by Sumo Digital, um, and it takes the Outrun concept and, uh, you know, which at the arcade, when it originally came out, uh, was a thrilling, uh, giant arcade racer, but sort of reasonably straightforward, um, certainly not enough to sustain a console audience. And um, Coast to Coast still has that core driving. You're driving with uh, your lady friend in the car, and... Um, uh, at certain points, you get to choose to go left or right, and obviously, the, the further right you go, the harder that is, and the left is easy. But you still get the, the objective in the in one mode is to get for, to, to complete all the courses. That's great. But then um, they've got another single player mode, which introduces loads of challenges and racing against rivals. And then uh, yeah, this it's just it's just wonderful. It's really really lo- looks great on the old PSP. The music, I mean, you can't fault magical sh- sound shower, can you? Yeah, I just can't. So, yeah, lovely. it's just, just so brilliant. Yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. Um, yeah, still stands ten years ago, Anne. Is it? Think about think about what's happened in those ten years. We've, We've been doing a radio show yeah. for that long, Simon. Yeah, yeah. So not much. Not we've much. Yeah. Literally gone nowhere. Still got the hang of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's great. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm playing it in very short bursts, uh, but it's great. Uh, seven out of ten. Good. Lupine, what have you yes. been playing? Uh, I've been playing Seasons After Fall, which is a platformer, artsy platformer, where you play a spirit that uh, is inside a fox. So you play the fox, actually. And it's got a strong uh, central gimmick, or... No, gimmick sounds bad. A strong central mm, idea, which is you uh, can change the seasons, right? With a key press. And so you jump around with your wolf uh, with ha, wishful thinking with your fox and uh, you change you sort through the seasons to you know uh, make the environment change so something freezes and you can step over it or something blooms uh, like no you, you get the drill sadly uh, there was something that bugged me all the way and last time I played I think I, I, I nitpicked it which is uh, the game makes you pause for every single thing so you switch to you know winter whatever and your fox does like a little levitate thing and it stops all momentum and then if you switch again it stops all momentum to do the other animation and every time that you switch uh, seasons um, everything is not instant when I mean the environment doesn't change instantly right that's a little animation of a thing and stop with the animations man let me just feel the flow of this little fox magical thingy and instead I'm always waiting 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 and that you know uh, makes the score go down to 7 out of 10 interesting that you're talking about a game about a fox why? Well, because uh, that um, goes back to something that you said earlier, doesn't it? So, just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> exactly. It does. I uh, have remembered a game that I've been playing um, in order to 
work out how to put daily puzzles into the free-to-play sensation pixelgrams. I've been playing uh, a free-to-play game called Three Little... Uh, sorry. Seven Little Words. Okay. Seven Little Words. I'm almost certain that's what it's called. Uh, in which um, you have to... Uh, you have a, a sort of loads of broken-up words. I think it's four-by-four four grid of word fragments. Mm. And then seven crossword-type clues that might say, I don't know, uh, radio station on which One Life Left is broadcast, and then you'd have to find resonance in the little fragments up there, put them together, type guess, and then you'd be left with a smaller grid with fewer words, and slowly you answer all the uh, the questions. It's really, really, really good. It looks awful. Like The presentation Mm -hmm. is really, really minimal, but the game itself is absolutely brilliant. Uh, Exactly right level of difficulty. Puzzles which are perfect size for um, commute commutes uh, and yeah I, I heartily recommend it is this Android or iOS it's or on Android and iOS I believe cool. I have it on Android uh, and yeah there's a wealth of daily puzzles even if you don't pay anything you get a free puzzle every day and nice. you can play the last three days of puzzles or with a microtransaction oh, yeah. can pay for the last 30 days mm. of puzzles can I not watch an advert for Game of War <laughs> over <laughs> and over again uh, 7 out of 10 <laughs> Good. There we go, Anne. Made it through another one. Made it through another. <laughs> chalk that one off. Yeah. One more. One life left. Closer to the grave. Yeah. Aren't exactly. we all? Good. Um, what's happening this? What's happening this week? Anything going on? So nothing going on this week. I don't think. Next is out tomorrow on consoles. Is Landmark it? edition. Is it? Rush out and buy that. And buy Rush out. It's digital games to stay so in. Stay in. Uh, next week we go to Iceland, but we'll be able to talk about that next Monday. Good. Until then, thanks, Until Lupine. Then. Thank you, guys. Thank you. See you. See you all bye. soon. Bye. 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 Bye.